Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We are on uh, the fifth chapter of Ksuvah, page 62b, on the bottom, the fourth line from the bottom. So we're learning about um, the obligation of a husband to take care of his wife, and if his wife allows, he has permission to leave the house and to go learn. So Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva died. Ben Kalva Sabor. Rabbi Kiva was the shepherd of Ben Kalva. Rabbi Kiva was the shepherd of the son of Kalva Sabor. Kalva Sabor was one of the wealthy Jews who supported the Jews in Jerusalem when they won the siege. And he was called. His nickname was Kalva Sabor because anyone who walked into his house hungry like a dog would walk away totally full and satiated. So he was his shepherd. He saw that his daughter, so his daughter saw that Rabbi Kiva was modest and had a tremendous qualities. If I will marry you, of course, he was the daughter of the billionaire, and she was beautiful. Rachel, he says, will you go and study in Torah? Because he was an ignoramus, he didn't know any Torah. Amalah, in yes. So actually, so she, she was against the father's wishes to marry the shepherd boy. <laughs> you know, he had plans for her. And then she sent him to Yeshiva to learn. When the father heard, he got so angry. He threw out of the house. And he cut her off from the will. From all of his possessions. Also, Yosef, Akiva sat and studied for 12 years. He also, when he came home, that was the condition. She gave him permission to go for 12 years. When she came home, he brought home with him 12,000 students. He overheard the conversation. He heard this elderly person telling his wife, He says, and on page 63a, how long are you going to act like you're a widow, a live widow, meaning your husband is around, you're stuck, you can't get married, but you're not married, you're not a woman. He said, she responded back, if you would listen to me, I'll give him another 12 years, let him go another 12 years to study Torah. I have permission. So he went back. He went immediately. Went back, and he and he went. He studied another twelve years, and he went back without even entering the house. He was worried that maybe if he goes in, he'll get distracted. You know, it won't be so easy to go back. I guess he went back, and he comes back twelve years afterwards, which is twenty-four years since he left his home. And he comes back. He also it's a bad day. Now he comes back with twenty-four thousand students. His wife heard. She went to see him to greet her husband. Shiva's neighbor says, "Shili mani Why don't you borrow nice clothing to meet him? She didn't have a penny to her name. Her father cut her off. Her husband was learning. Um, she was alone. Amalo She responded. And a person tzaddik knows the soul of his animals. He knows him. He knows who I am. I don't have to dress up. When she came to him, she fell to her face from a nachkal. She was kissing her feet. His uh, attendants tried to, to. Who is this strange woman who is throwing herself at the feet of Rabbi Kiva? They tried to throw away. Leave her alone. Everything that I have and everything that you have, it's all hers. It's all because of her. It's her. She chose to marry me and she believed in me. Every word of that belongs to me. And she believed and she sent me and she encouraged me. So he says, let me go to my father-in-law, Kalbusu, after the after the Mephan the Droid. So her father, Kalbusu, heard that a great rabbi came to town. He says, let me go to him, after the Mephan the Droid. Maybe he'll nullify his vow. He regretted his vow that he <laughs> cut off his daughter. Also, the guy came to him, he didn't know. I'm that the Gavasod. Rabbi Kiva answered. Rabbi Kiva recognized him. He didn't recognize Rabbi Kiva, his son-in-law. I'm like, that the Gavasod. Did you have a mind when you made an oath? If you would have known that this person 
would be a great rabbi. Would you ever, would you ever uh, cut him off? He was an ignoramus. Right. Amalei, no. Exactly. The truth is, even if he would know one chapter, even if he knew one halacha, so he revealed to him, he said, no, I know who I am, your son-in-law, I am that Rabbi He fell in his face, Kabbalah fell in his face, but not just got and he kissed him on his feet. And he gave him half, half of his money. So he says, Rabbi Kiva said when he was, he would have bitten a, a Torah scholar. Ignoramus, he hated the Torah scholar. Here it says the daughter saw in him great qualities. He was refined. He was modest. So why, why did he hate the Torah scholars? He says what he hated is he hated their arrogance. He hated their arrogance. And because they learned Torah and they became so arrogant, that he couldn't stand. You know, they, 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 they were, they, they, the arrogance of their intelligence, you know, a typical liberal and they look down at the simple folk they look down at the uneducated the unlettered they were dripping with arrogance that's what bothered them she said in the case where the person says in the case where the person says like I, I, I swear I'm not going to enjoy this person then he turns out to be the safer in town I don't have a choice in that case it's a problem because really he doesn't really regret his oath he would have better wanted, preferred that the guy should never become a cipher. He has no choice. He says, okay, I regret it because if I knew that he would be a cipher, I would need him. I would never make a vow. I wouldn't benefit from him. But in this case, you can genuinely say that, that if I knew he was a Talmud Chacham, I would never, I, I would be happy. I want him to be a Talmud Chacham. I would wish he would be a Talmud Chacham. It's not, oh, I would rather he wouldn't be a Talmud Chacham so I don't have to change my vow. No. I only made my vow as upset. That's such an ignoramus. But if he was a Talmud Chacham, Halavai, I would never have made the vow in the first place. So that's how you can nullify the vow. The mother continues, and we're on page 638. So it says, Brate, in the middle of the page, Brate, Rabbi Kiva, the daughter of Rabbi Kiva, little ben Azai, oh, same thing, this daughter of Rabbi Kiva married ben Azai. Even though the Gemara says in Saito, one opinion says that he was married and then he divorced, another says he was never married. But according to everyone, at least he was betrothed. Ben Azai was betrothed to the daughter of Rabbi Kiva. He did the same thing, he said, go learn Taira. 12 years, I don't know, 24 years, and then he ended up uh, never marrying her, or divorcing her, or, 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 divor- or divorcing her, or never, never uh, completing the marriage. Behind it, I mean, that's what people that's what say. The, 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 the mother like daughter. The sheep, follow the sheep. Just like the mother, the daughter, that's the education she received. She valued Taita so much. Just like the mother did, that's what the daughter did. And Yisuf, son of Rav, his father sent them to the yeshiva. The Kameh, the Rabbi Yisuf, the Rabbi Before Rabbi Kiva, the yeshiva Rabbi Yisuf, so he told him six years, stay in yeshiva six years, don't come home for six years, without interruption. You can't, it's not the same when you learn Torah, you interrupt. It's non-stop, no interruption, no distractions. Yavitlashni, after three years, he couldn't help, he couldn't contain himself. He came, he came, Edevim Kippur. Anyway, the yeshiva is closed, Edevim Kippur, everyone is busy, he's not going to come home. Omar, let me go see my family. His father heard, Rav heard, Shokum money, he came out with weapons, he came out with his F, what's it called, his rifle, his gun, his shotgun, he came out in front of him. You remind yourself of your spouse. I told you to go to Yeshiva for six years. Why are you coming in three years? Others say, You're your dove. Because, because of this confrontation, they both were so busy. Neither of them had time to eat the meal before Yom Kippur. They were so agitated. He wanted to go home, and his father stopped him, and they were had this conflict. His father, both of them forgot to eat. They were so they were so disturbed, they both of them forgot to eat. Okay, next mission. Look, they look at Mishnah. I'm dead. I'm dead. As a bailo, peisla mixavaser shivadin im shabbos. If so, one makes a woman makes an oath. A woman makes an oath. I mean, that is a If she refuses, 
if she refuses to act act as a wife. She doesn't want to be intimate with him. And he doesn't want to... And he doesn't want to divorce her and give her a ksuva. So the rabbis say, in order to force her that she should behave properly, so we, we penalize her. Every week, we take off seven dinners, seven silver dinners from her ksuva. So when she dies, when she dies, when it will divorce her, she will lose. We're going to take away, take off, minus this amount for every week that she refuses to act as a wife. Seven trepics. Trepic is a much smaller amount. What, what if she runs out of the ksuva? <laughs> There's more money, she loses her hoax of and she continues, she, she continues to rebel. You're not allowed to be with your wife for a minute without the ksuva. But here you're not worried. What's the, you're not worried that they're going to be intimate because she's, she's in a state of rebellion. And also she's not going to agree to be with him unless she, write, she writes her ksuva. Okay. So seven. I don't know why seven, but the, but the mother will explain, clarify what a trepik is, how much a trepik is. How long? He says, till you only take away from Maksuva. But the, 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 her own property that she inherited, that you don't take away. Once there's no longer a ksuva, then, then he has no choice. He has to give her a ksuva. He has to give her a get, and he doesn't have to pay her a ksuva. She already got her ksuva. That's the, the penalty. But she has to give her everything that belongs to her. He has to return to her. It would even take away, you deduct, even from any money, any property she gets. She inherits. You also deduct from it. You want to stay married? You want to be rebelled? You want to rebel? You don't want to act as a wife? Fine. Same as if a person. A person is rebelling against his wife. He's not behaving as a husband. He doesn't want to be intimate with her. He doesn't want to take care of her. He's not fulfilling his obligations. So we add, we punish him. He has to add three dinners every Shabbos, every week. On top of the ksuva that he obligated her, he has to give her, we have to add for every week three dinners. He says three trepics every week. Well, what's she rebelling? She refuses to be intimate with her husband. She just refuses to do any work. So she's obligated to do for her husband. Or some of the work. That's also called a medetz. The Mishnah says in the same breath, she rebels against him, so we penalize her. He rebels against her, we penalize him. According to the one that says, Abuna that says we're talking about intimacy, so it makes sense that what, what do you mean the husband rebels against her? What's the husband's obligations to her? It means intimacy, yeah, yeah, exactly. So also, so then the equivalent is the woman rebels against him. Earlier, according to some, the obligation of a husband biblically is is intimacy. The 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 food that, that that's rabbinic. Taking care of her, providing for her, and any financially is rabbinic. Biblically, according to everyone, it's the it's the intimacy. So he's rebelling against her. So also the he says also so the, so when he said the woman rebels against him, it must mean the same thing. The husband obligated to take care of her, to, to work for her, to provide for her. What it says in yes, yes. If the husband says, I'm not going to take care of her, I'm not going to provide her. But intimacy, we're talking about, he says, I'm not going to provide for her. 
Don't we have to try to convince him first? First we try to convince him that he should support his wife. We don't want to divorce, break up the marriage right away. So during that time period that we were giving him marriage counseling and we'd be giving him over the head and we're speaking to him and trying to cajole him and to convince him, that time every week he gets a penalty, he has to add to the ksuba. Before, that's what we're talking about. The same with the woman. When the woman rebels, we're talking about the same thing. She refuses to do work for her. Like Rabbi Yisabra Hanina said. ask you, we learn number Arus it doesn't matter if she's betrothed, she doesn't want to get married, or she's married, even if she's a nida, she can't be intimate. Even if she's sick and she cannot be intimate. Refuses to, to continue the marriage of her deceased husband. In all of these cases, we take off, we punish her, and we take off from the ksuba. So, we're talking about work, it makes sense. She refuses to work, she refuses to, to do the things that she's obligated to do to her husband, so we punish her. She can still work when she's a nida, was being a nida with anything. That's the question. The one who says intimacy, she can't be intimate anyway. So, what do you mean she refuses to be intimate? She's not allowed to, she's a nida. Why would you punish her? Stigmat answers, Amalach, I'll tell you, Rabbi will tell you that in the end of the day, Mishesh will pass like we learned yesterday, you can't compare someone who has, who has uh, food to eat in his pantry, someone who doesn't have, he has in his basket, he doesn't have, if he has, and even if he doesn't eat, okay, Mishkefeller, but if he can't have it, it's like when you go to a place and there's no kosher food available, there's no restaurants, there's no kosher stores, then you, you, you're starving. If there's a place, you know, it's available down the block here, okay, no rush, you don't feel that need. But when it's not available, so even the fact practically she's a nida and she can be intimate, but when she says I'm not allowed, I won't. Even when I'm not a nida, I won't. Oh, I don't even have it in my pocket. If I know I have it in my pocket, okay, so I'll nida, I'll be patient. I know I just have to wait a week, a few days. And then I can, I, we can be together. But if you tell me you're never going to be together, it won't, doesn't matter. Even when she's no longer a nida, I'm, I'm saying I'm rebelling. I'm not going to be with her. Therefore, it's already unbearable. And even now, it's unbearable. Therefore, you start punishing her now. You start. She, the, the penalty begins now. You can have others say on the contrary. This is a proof. This Bryce approves of Huna's position. That's why he says someone is sick. Because even someone who's sick can be intimate, but she can't work. Someone who's sick can work. Rather, we continue on side B, 63 BL. Rather, everyone admits that if she rebels against intimacy, that, that we, we punish her. And that's why even a sick person. We can, we, she gets penalized if she says she rebels I'm, not, I'm never going to be intimate with you keep leaking when are they arguing let's say she re- agrees to be intimate but she's only refusing to do or fulfill her obligations to her husband so that, that doesn't make her a rebel and we don't penalize her and Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Hanina says Let's examine the Brice itself. Let's examine the Mishnah. Let's examine the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, A woman who rebels against her husband, we penalize her, we take off her Maksuva, seven dinner, every Shabbat, and Shiva Trep. Seven Trep. Rabbi Seinu Chazru, Afterwards, the rabbis all got together and came to a consensus that we don't show We don't take off from a Rather, we announce four weeks in a row. We announce in shul that the daughter, she, this woman, the daughter of so and so, 
rebel is rebelling against her husband and the Bezdin sends her emissaries even if Yiksuv is a hundred mana we're not taking out dinners seven dinners, seven trepas you're going to lose everything after four weeks if you remain rebellious you're going to lose the entire Yiksuv Achasli doesn't matter if it's Arusa, if she's only betrothed or Nesua fully, fully married even if she's a nida, even if she's sick, that's the brayse that he brought earlier. This is a brayse actually. Giving us the whole brayse before we only quoted the end of the brayse. I was quoting the whole brayse. We might ask, Nida could be intimate. What do you mean she's rebelling? I'm a small answer. Can't compare someone who has bread in his, his basket, in his pocket, so to speak, and someone who doesn't have. So the fact that she, if she can, but she wants to, fine, the husband can live with that. But if she can't, but she doesn't want to, the husband can't live with that. We don't announce it. It's not in the streets. You don't have to take a public announcement in, in our town, in the newspaper. You, you announce it in the show, in the call. I can also deduct it. Tani says in the Why if why on Shabbos? On Shabbos, no one does, uh, no one does work, and everyone is in shul. So you do it in the shul if you announce it in the streets. So it should have said thirty days. Announce over thirty days, over thirty time period. Why four Shabbos? Because he's talking. Because you don't announce it in, uh, over four, over thirty days. You don't announce it in the street. It's on Shabbos when everyone is gathered in shul. It's a clear proof. Twice the Bezin sends her emissaries. But if she won't, if she doesn't retract from rebelliousness, she's going to lose an entire Achas once before they announce it, and Achas Achas after they announce it. expounded. Allah is like the rabbis, not like our mission. It's a wrong thing. Rabbi said it's not fear. You're going to take her, she loses her whole entire tzuva after four weeks? How? Mishnah gives her a lengthy time. You take away every week, you take away a little. Why not? Well, why is that not the right thing? I said this din, and I said it in the name of a great person. So, so it is, it is the right thing to do. It's, it's the proper thing. The EU and and Rabbi said it's not pro, not appropriate. Who does he hold to? said the law is like like the rabbi. He holds like like we learned of Amar in the name of Rav Sheshes Halacha Allah is that we consult with him, we try to convince him, we try to do counseling, we try to speak to him, we try to control him, we try to urge him. And during this time period, and if not, if not, then, then he has to divorce her and, and, and he has to give her the entire gift. So they give her like before, let's say. So, right, so during this time, that's when we deduct. From Rexova, yeah. we deduct, we deduct. She could lose a big 10,000 and versus a giant. Right. Yeah. 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 What so when we say Meredes, what do we mean she rebuilt? She says, I want him, I love him, I want him, I love my husband, I want him to be his wife. But right now, I want to, I want to inflict some pain on him. So that's why we force her to go back. Yeah, yeah, she's angry at him, she's upset, he wasn't nice to her, so I want to, I want to get back there. What if he says, I despise my husband? 
I can't be with him. I fell out of love. I just don't love him. I despise him. I can't bear the thought of being intimate with him. Like a finula, we don't force her. But then she goes and leaves without a ksuba. At the end of the day, since she says it's, she's backing out of the marriage, she's saying he's disgusting me, he doesn't have to pay her ksuba. Mazutra, Mazutra said that even if she says that I find him disgusting, I feel love we force him. Even if he's a hunchback. What? Yeah. <laughs> because maybe, maybe, again, with marriage counseling, with the proper marriage counseling, you know, you once loved her. You once loved him, or all of a sudden you decided you woke up in your left side and you, you don't love him. Hmm. Just like you change your mind once, you can change your mind again. <laughs> you know, moods are, moods are, you know, change. There was, a, there was an episode. Marzutra forced a woman who said she hates her husband. And he forced her, but not because... Here, as a result, she went back to her husband. You know who came out? The offspring was Rabbi Hanina Misuri. was a great rabbi. Now, if he wouldn't, if he wouldn't have tried to get them back together, patch up the marriage, he would never have this great rabbi. He would never be born. It's not a proof. There was a help from Hashem that, that someone great should come out of them. You can't learn from that story. Really, you don't force a woman. A woman that says... Really, I'll tell you, you don't force a woman. A woman who says, my husband, is just, I find him disgusting, he can't impose, try to get them back together. And she can leave right away without that There, Hashem wanted, Hashem helped it make them to get back together because this great rabbi. That's what it means, that the shidduch is made in heaven. Forty days, nothing to do with a husband and wife because, because of the children that come out. Only Hashem could put these ingredients together. Only the master creator could put the ingredients together that results in these children. You know, the genes, putting the gene, that, that, that comes from Hashem. The relationship that you have, the relationship that you have, that's what the Ksav Seifel explains. That already depends on you. That depends on you, your mental kite and your kindness, and what kind of relationship you're going to have with your spouse. But, but Hashem puts it together, before you were even born, it was already decided, we have nothing to do with it, because only Hashem could decide how to mix and match two people to get, and all the ancestors that they come from to get these children. To get these children, and therefore that comes from Hashem. That's what Hashem wanted to get this great rabbi. Peace. Kalose, the daughter in law of Rabzavid, Imrida. She rebelled against Rabzavid's son, her husband. She says, I find him disgusting, I'm repulsive, I don't want to be with him. She was holding on to a, a, a dress that was made of silk. That she entered into the marriage, she gave her husband. So they sat, these rabbis sat, and they said, Since she rebelled against her husband, she, she loses it. Even if even if the clothes she brought into the marriage is still, still intact, she loses everything. Gamda was sitting there, so he said, Because Rabzvid is a great person, so it's like, it's like a Hanifa, you're trying to curry favor with him. You're deciding, according to him and his son, take everything away from his daughter in law. This is not the correct halacha. Rabbi had a doubt about this. If she loses everything, even the clothing that she entered into the marriage, that exists. That, that's still intact. How can you say for certain that she loses everything? Others say the exact opposite. They said that she did not lose her clothing. said and Marzut and Avashi continue on 64a. Mishum de Rabzvid Gabarabo, Aprisule, Ledini Lube, because he's such a great person. So you, therefore you, you're judging against him. Because you're not worried that maybe he's going he's gonna to argue with you. Because he's a modest person, he's a humble rabbi, he's not going to fight with the other rabbis. But what you're saying is wrong. He doesn't know. How can you say for certain that she gets back her clothing? We don't know. 
We don't know what to do. So what do you do when you don't? That's what, what do you mean? What's his question? When you don't know what to do, what do you do? Thais was asked. Since she has the clothing, so prove prove to me that that that, that, that she should return it. So they, they acted correctly when she when they told her she can keep the clothing that she already has. Thaisa says we're talking about there were other clothes. That she, now she didn't grab everything. There were still clothes in the closet that she didn't grab yet. And they were telling her she can go and take it. And that's why he was upset. He says, why, why are you saying she can go and take it? So what do we do? So what do we do? Since we don't know what the Allah is, so we say, if she grabs it, we don't take it away from her. If she didn't grab it, we don't give it to her. And we wait 12 months, then... Then he gives her the get. Why? We give her 12 months. Maybe she'll cool down and she'll take it back. But not more than that. The husband doesn't have to provide for her. They separate. Let her go live herself. Take care of herself. And um, and then we give her 12 months. But after 12 months, if she doesn't change her mind, he gives her a get. Everyone have a Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We are on uh, the fifth chapter of Ksuvah. Page 62b on the bottom, the fourth line from the bottom. So we're learning about um, the obligation of a husband to take care of his wife, and if his wife allows, he has permission to leave the house and to go learn. So Gemara says, Akiva was the shepherd of Ben Kalbu. Akiva was the shepherd of uh, the son of Kalbusavu. Kalbusavu was one of the wealthy uh, Jews who supported the Jews in Jerusalem when they won the siege. And he was called, his nickname was Kalbusavu because anyone who walked into his house hungry like a dog would walk away totally full and satiated. So he was his shepherd. He saw that his daughter, so his daughter saw that Rabbi Kiva was modest and had a tremendous qualities. If I will marry you, she was the daughter of the billionaire and she was beautiful. Rachel. He says, Will you go and study in Torah? Because he was an ignoramus, he didn't know any Torah. Yes. Actually, so she, she was against her father's wishes to marry the shepherd boy. <laughs> you know, he had plans for her. And then she sent him to Yeshiva to learn. When the father heard, he got so angry. Afghami basically threw out of the house. And he cut her off from the will. All of his possessions. Also, Yosef Akiva sat and studied for 12 years. He also, when he came home, that was the condition. She gave him permission to go for 12 years. When she came home, he brought home with him 12,000 students. He overheard the conversation. He heard this elderly person telling his wife, He says, and page 63a. How long are you going to act like you're a widow? A live widow, meaning your husband is around. You're stuck. You can't get married, but you're not married. You're not a woman. He said, she responded back. If you would listen to me, I'll give him another 12 years. Let him go another 12 years to study Torah. I have permission. So he went back. He went immediately. Went back, and he and he went. He studied another twelve years in the yeshiva. He went back without even entering the house. He was worried that maybe if he goes in, he'll get distracted. You know, it won't be so easy to go back. I guess he went back, and he comes back twelve years afterwards, which is twenty-four years since he left his home. And he comes back. He also it's about day. Now he comes back with twenty-four thousand students. Shama Devisa, his wife heard. She went to see him to greet her husband. Shiva's neighbor says, Shili Mani Lubushi. Why don't you borrow nice clothing to meet him? She had to have a penny to her name. Her father cut her off. Her husband was learning. Um, she was alone. She responded, and a person, Tzaddik, knows the soul of his animals. He knows him. He knows who I am. I don't have to dress up. When she came to him, she fell to her face. She was kissing her feet. 
his attendants try to, to who is this strange woman who is throwing herself at the feet of Rabbi Kiva they try to throw away leave her alone everything that I have and everything that you have it's all hers it's all because of her it's her she chose to marry me and she believed in me every word of that belongs to me and she believed and she sent me and she encouraged me so he says, let me go to my father-in-law. So her father, heard that a great rabbi came to town. He says, let me go to him. Maybe he'll nullify his vow. He regretted his vow that he <laughs> cut off his daughter. Also, the guy came to him. He didn't know. I'm allowed. That the Gabba so Rabbi Kiva answered. Rabbi Kiva recognized him. He didn't recognize Rabbi Kiva, his son-in-law. I'm allowed. That the Gabba Rabbi mean that the others did you have a mind when you made an oath? If you would have known that this person would be a great rabbi, would you ever, would you ever uh, cut him off? He was an ignoramus. Right. I'm allowed. No. Exactly. I feel a pedic echa. I feel halacha. The truth is, even if he would know one chapter, even if he knew one halacha. So he revealed them. He said, "No, I know who I am. Your son-in-law. I am that Rabbi Kiva." he fell on his face. Kabbalah fell on his face. But not got and he kissed him on his feet. And he gave him half, half of his money. She says, "Rabbi Kiva said when he was, he would have bitten a, a Torah scholar. Ignoramus, he hated the Torah scholar. Here it says the daughter saw in him great qualities. He was refined. He was modest. So why, why did he hate the Torah scholars? Says what he hated is he hated their arrogance. He hated their arrogance, and because they learned Torah and they became so arrogant, that he couldn't stand." You know, they, 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 they were, they, they, the arrogance of their intelligence, you know, a typical liberal. And they look down at the simple folk. They look down at the uneducated, the unlettered, they were dripping with arrogance. That's what bothered them. She said, in the case where the person says, in the case where the person says, like, I, I, I swear I'm not going to enjoy this person. Then he turns out to be the safer in town. I don't have a choice. In that case, it's a problem because really he doesn't really regret his oath. He would have better wanted, preferred that the guy should never become a cipher. He has no choice. He says, "Okay, I regret it because if I knew that he would be a cipher, I would need him. I would never make a vow. I wouldn't benefit from him." But in this case, he can genuinely say that that if I knew he was a Talmud Chacham, I would never. I, I would be happy. I want him to be a Talmud Chacham. I would wish he would be a Talmud Chacham. It's not. Oh, I would rather he wouldn't be a Talmud Chacham, so I don't have to change my vow. No, I only made my vow. I was upset. That's such an ignoramus. But if he was a Talmud Chacham, halavai, I would never have made the vow in the first place. So that's how you can nullify the vow. The mother continues, and we're on page thirty, sixty-three, eight. So he says, Brate, in the middle of the page, Brate, Rabbi Kiva, the daughter of Rabbi Kiva, little ben Azai. Oh, same thing, this daughter of Rabbi Kiva married Ben Azai. Even though the Gemara says in Saito, one opinion says that he was married and then he divorced, another says he was never married. But according to everyone, at least he was betrothed. Ben Azai was betrothed to the daughter of Rabbi Kiva. He did the same thing, he said, go learn Taita. 12 years, I don't know, 24 years, and then he ended up uh, never marrying her, or divorcing her, or, or, or divorcing her, or never, never uh, completing the marriage. I mean, that's what people said. The chela baser the chela, the mother like daughter. The sheep follow the sheep, just like the mother, the daughter. That's the education she received. She valued Taita so much. Just like the mother did, that's what the daughter did. His father sent them to the yeshiva. Before Rabbi Kiva, the yeshiva Rabbi So he told him six years, stay in yeshiva six years, don't come home for six years without interruption. You can't, it's not the same when you learn Torah, you interrupt. It's non-stop, no interruption, no distraction. After three years, he couldn't help, he couldn't contain himself. He came, he came, anyway, the yeshiva is closed, everyone is busy, he's not going to come home. 
Let me go see my family. His father heard, Rava heard, Shokel money. He came out with weapons. He came out with his F, what's it called? His rifle, his gun, his shotgun. He came out in front of him. You remind yourself of your spouse. I told you to go to Yeshiva for six years. Why are you coming in three years? Others say, You're your dove. Itrid, because because of this confrontation, they both were so busy. Neither of them had time to eat the meal before Yom Kippur. They were so agitated. He wanted to go home, and his father stopped him, and they were had this conflict. His class rather forgot to eat. They were so they were so disturbed. They both forgot to eat. Okay, next mission. Look, they look at Mishnah. I if someone makes, if a woman makes an oath, a woman makes an oath. I mean, that is If she refuses, if she refuses to act act as a wife, she doesn't want to be intimate with him, and he doesn't want to. And he doesn't want to divorce her and give her a ksuva. So the rabbis say, in order to force her that she should behave properly, so we, we penalize her. Every week, we take off seven dinners, seven silver dinners from her ksuva. So when she dies, when she dies, when they will divorce her, she will lose. We're going to take away, take off, minus... This amount for every week that she refuses to act as a wife. Seven trepics. Trepic is a much smaller amount. What if she runs out of the ksuva? There's more money, she loses her whole ksuva and she continues, she, she continues to rebel. You're not allowed to be with your wife for a minute without the ksuva. But here you're not worried. What's the? You're not worried that they're going to be intimate because she's she's in a state of rebellion, and also she's not going to agree to be with him unless she write she writes her exuva. Okay. So seven. I don't know why seven, but the, but the mother will explain, clarify what a trepic is, how much a trepic is. Okay, but the ability to be able to. How long? Till you only take away from Maksuva. But the, the, the her own property that she inherited, that you don't take away. Once there's no longer Aksuva, then then he has no choice. He has to give her Aksuva. He has to give her a get and he doesn't have to pay her Aksuva. She already got her Aksuva. That's the the penalty. But she has to give her everything that belongs to her. He has to return to her. It would even take away, you deduct, even from any money, any property that she gets, she inherits, you also deduct from it. You want to stay married? You want to be rebelled? You want to rebel? You don't want to act as a wife? Fine. Same as if a person, a person is rebelling against his wife, he's not behaving as a husband, he doesn't want to be intimate with her, he doesn't want to take care of her, he's not fulfilling his obligations. So we add, we punish him, he has to add three dinners every Shabbos, every week. On top of the ksuva that he obligated her, he has to give her, we have to add for every week three dinners. He says three She refuses to be intimate with her husband. She does refuses to do any work. So she's obligated to do for her husband. Or some of the work. That's also called a medadis. The Mishnah says in the same breath, she rebels against him, so we penalize her. 
he rebels against her, we penalize him. According to the one that says, Abuna that says, we're talking about intimacy. So it makes sense. That, what, what do you mean the husband rebels against her? What's the husband's obligations there? It means intimacy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So also, so then the equivalent is the woman rebels against him. Earlier, according to some, the obligation of a husband biblically is, is intimacy. The mezainas, the, the, the food, that, that, that's rabbinic. Taking care of her, providing for her, and financially is rabbinic. Biblically, according to everyone, it's the it's the intimacy. So he's rebelling against her. So also the chen, he says also. So the, so when he said the woman rebels against him, it must mean the same thing. Is the husband obligated to take care of her, to, to work for her, to provide for her? Gemara says in yes. Yes. If the husband says, I'm not going to take care of her, I'm not going to provide her. But intimacy, we're talking about, he says, I'm not going to provide for her. So if the husband says, I'm not going to provide for my wife, he must divorce her and give her, pay her the full ksuba. Don't we have to try to convince him first? First we try to convince him that he should support his wife. We don't want to divorce, break up the marriage right away. So during that time period that we're, we're giving him marriage counseling and we'll be giving him over the head and we're speaking to him and trying to control him and to convince him, that time every week he gets a penalty he has to add to the ksuba. Before, that's what we're talking about. And same with the woman. When the woman rebels, we're talking about the same thing. She refuses to do work for her. Like Rabbi Yisabra Hanina said. Sve will ask you, we learned number Arus It doesn't matter if she's betrothed. She doesn't want to get married. Or she's married. Even if she's a nida, she can't be intimate. Even if she's sick and she cannot be intimate. I feel that Shemedes Yavim refuses to, to continue the marriage of her deceased husband. In all of these cases, we take off, we punish her, and we take off from the Ksuba. So, you can say we're talking about work, it makes sense. She refuses to work, she refuses to, to do the things that she's obligated to do to her husband, so we punish her. She can still work when she's a nida. What does being a nida have to do with anything? And that's the question. The one who says intimacy, she can't be intimate anyway. So what do you mean she refuses to be intimate? She's not allowed to, she's a nida. Why would you punish her? Stigmar answers, I'm Allah, I'll tell you, Abuna will tell you that in the end of the day, Mishesh will pass Basila, pass Basila, like we learned yesterday, you can't compare someone who has, who has uh, food to eat in his pantry, someone who doesn't have, he has in his basket, he doesn't have, if he has, and even if he doesn't eat, okay, Mishkefella, but if he can't have it, like when you go to a place and there's no kosher food available, there's no restaurants, there's no kosher stores, then you, you, you're starving. If there's a place, you know, it's available down the block here, okay, no rush. You don't feel that need. But when it's not available, so even the fact practically she's a nida and she can be intimate, but when she says I'm not allowed, I won't. Even when I'm not a nida, I won't. Oh, I don't even have it in my pocket. If I know I have it in my pocket, okay, so I'll nida, I'll be patient. I know I just have to wait a week, a few days. And then I can, I, we can be together. But if you tell me you're never going to be together, it won't, doesn't matter. Even when she's no longer a nida, I'm, I'm saying I'm rebelling. I'm not going to be with her. Therefore, it's already unbearable. And even now, it's unbearable. Therefore, you start punishing her now. You start. She, the, the penalty begins now. You can have me others say on the contrary. This is approved. This Bryce approves of Hunna's position. That's why he someone is sick. Because even someone who's sick can be intimate, but she can't work. Someone who's sick can work. Rather, we continue on side B, 63 BL. Everyone admits that if she rebels against intimacy, that, that we, we punish her. And that's why even a sick person 
we can, we, if she gets penalized. If she says she rebels, I'm, not, I'm never going to be in the movie. Kipuligi, when are they arguing? Let's say she re- agrees to be intimate, but she's only refusing to do or fulfill her obligations to her husband. So that, that doesn't make her a rebel, and we don't penalize her. And Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Hanina says, also Gufa. Let's examine the Brice itself. I'm going to buy a little bit from Savasar Shivadin in the Shabbos. Let's examine the Mishnah. The Mishnah says it's someone who, a woman who rebels against her husband. We penalize her. We take off her Maksuva seven din and Rabbi Shabbos with him and Shiva Trep. Seven Trep. Rabbi Seinu Chazru Venimnum. Afterwards, the rabbis all got together and came to a consensus. That we don't show you We don't take off from Maksuva. Rather, we announce four weeks in a row. We announce in Shul that the daughter, she, this woman, the daughter of so and so, is rebelling against her husband. Bezdin and the Bezdin sends her emissaries. Even if Maksuva is a hundred mana. We're not taking out dinners, seven dinners, seven trepids. You're going to lose everything. After four weeks, if you remain rebellious, you're going to lose the entire yiksuva. Achasli, it doesn't matter. If it's Arusa, if she's only betrothed, or Nesua, fully, fully married. Afila Nida, even if she's a Nida, Afila Chayla. Even if she's sick, Afila Shemeta Ziyavam. That's the b'raise that he brought earlier. This is a b'raise, actually. Giving us the whole b'raise. Before, we only quoted the end of the b'raise. And I was quoting the whole b'raise. We might ask, Need could be intimate. What do you mean she's rebelling? Can't compare someone who has bread in his basket, in his pocket, so to speak, and someone who doesn't have. So the fact that she, if she can, but she wants to, fine. The husband can live with that. But if she can't, but she doesn't want to, the husband can't live with her. We don't announce it. Not in the streets. You don't have to take a public announcement in, in our town, in the newspaper. You, you announce it in the show, in the kail. I can also deduct it. It says in the Braise, Why if why on Shabbos? On Shabbos, no one, does, uh, no one does work and everyone is in shul. So you do it in the shul if you announce it in the streets. So it should have said 30 days. Announce over 30 days, over 30 time period. Why four Shabbos? Because he's talking, because you don't announce it in, uh, over, 40, over 30 days. You don't announce it in the street. It's on Shabbos when everyone is gathered in shul. It's a clear proof. Twice the best and center emissaries. But if she won't, if she doesn't retract from rebelliousness, she's going to lose entire Once before they announce it, and after they announce it. expounded. Allah is like the rabbis, not like our mission. It's a wrong thing. Rabbi said it's not fear. You're going to take her, she loses her whole entire tzuvah. After four weeks, our Mishnah gives her a lengthy time. You take away every week, you take away a little. Why not? Well, why is that not the right thing? I said this din, and I said in the name of a great person. So, so it is, it is the right thing to do. It's, it's the proper thing. The EU and and Rav said it's not pro, not appropriate. Who does the EU hold to? Rabbi Yisrael Chanina said the law is like like the rabbi. He holds like like we learned Rav Amar in the name of Rav Sheshes Halacha and Allah is that we consult with him, we try to convince him, we try to do counseling, we try to speak to him, we try to control him, we try to urge him. And during this time period, and if not, 
If not, then then he has to divorce her and 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 he has to give her the entire gift. So they give her like before. Well, let's say so. So you're right. So during this time, that's when we deduct from Rixova. We deduct. We deduct. She could lose a big ten thousand of this giant right. Mishnah, so Rav Sheish says the whole like a Mishnah. Rav Huna, Rav Huda, Rav Sheish says halacha enim lachem bala. Rav Huna says the name Rav Sheish. Rav said the name Rav Sheish. He heard from Rav Sheish on the lachem bala. But Rav Huna said Rav Huna said the name Rav Sheish. The halacha is enim like the rabbi is not like the Mishnah. Hechadam, what medetus? When we say medetus, what do we mean to rebuild? I mean, I may medom to be in the limits that I'm in the lay. She says, I want him, I love him, I want him, I love my husband, I want him to be his wife. But right now, I want to, I want to inflict some pain in him. So that's why we force her to go back. Yeah, yeah, she's angry at him, she's upset, he wasn't nice to her, so I want to, I want to get back there. What if he says, I despise my husband? I can't be with him. I fell out of love. I just don't love him. I despise him. I can't bear the thought of being intimate with him. Like a finula, we don't force her. But then she goes and leaves without a ksub. At the end of the day, since she says it's, she's backing out of the marriage, she's saying he's disgusting me, he doesn't have to pay her ksub. Mazutra Mazutra said that even if she says that I find him disgusting, I feel like we force her. Even if he's a hunchback. What? Yeah. <laughs> because maybe, maybe, again, with marriage counseling, with the proper marriage counseling, you know, you, you once loved her, you once loved him, or all of a sudden you decided, you woke up on your left side, you said, you don't love him. Just like you change your mind once, you can change your mind again. <laughs> you know, moods are, moods are, you know, change. When she buried him, There was an episode. Marzutra forced. A woman who said she hates her husband, and he forced her, but not big men. As a result, she went back to her husband. You know who came out? The offspring was Rabbi Hanina Misuria was a great rabbi. Now, if he wouldn't, if he wouldn't have tried to get them back together, patch up the marriage, he would never have this great rabbi. He would never be born. It's not a proof. There was a help from Hashem. That, that someone great should come out of them. You can't learn from that story. Really, you don't force a woman. A woman that says, really, I'll tell you, you don't force a woman. A woman that says, my husband, says, I find him disgusting, he can't impose, try to get them back together. And she can leave right away without a There, Hashem wanted, Hashem helped it make them to get back together because this great rabbi, that's what it means, that the shidduch is made in heaven, 40 days Nothing to do with the husband and wife because, because of the children that come out. Only Hashem could put these ingredients together. Only the master creator could put the ingredients together that results in these children. You know, the genes, putting the gene, that, that, that comes from Hashem. The relationship that you have, the relationship that you have, that's what the Ksav Sefer explains. That already depends on you. That depends on you, your mental kite and your kindness and what kind of relationship you're going to have with your spouse. But, but Hashem puts it together before you were even born, it was already decided we have nothing to do with it because only Hashem could decide how to mix and match two people to get and all the ancestors that they come from to get these children. To get these children, and therefore that comes from Hashem. That's the Hashem wanted to get this great rabbi. Peace. Kalose, the daughter-in-law, she rebelled against Rabbi son, her husband. She says, "I find him disgusting. I'm repulsive. I don't want to. I don't want to be with him." She was holding on to a a, a dress that was made of silk. That she entered into the marriage, she gave to her husband. So they sat, these rabbis sat, and they said, Since she rebelled against her husband, she, she loses it. Even if even if the clothes she brought into the marriage is still, still intact, she loses everything. 
was sitting there, so he said, Because Rav Zvid is a great person, so it's like, it's like a Hanifa, you're trying to curry favor with him. You're deciding, according to him and his son, take everything away from his daughter-in-law. This is not the correct halacha. had a doubt about this. If she loses everything, even the clothing that she entered into the marriage, that exists. That, that's still intact. How can you say for certain that she loses everything? Others say the exact opposite. They said that she did not lose her clothing. And Marzut and Avash will continue on 64a. Because he's such a great person. So you, therefore you, you're judging against him. Because you're not worried that maybe he's going he's gonna to argue with you. Because he's a modest person. He's a humble rabbi. He's not going to fight with the other rabbis. But what you're saying is wrong. He doesn't know. How can you say for certain that she gets back her clothing? We don't know. We don't know what to do. So what do you do when you don't What do you mean? What's his question? When you don't know what to do, what do you do? Since she has the clothing. So prove, prove to me that, 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 that she should return it. So they, they acted correctly when, she, when they told her she can keep the clothing that she already has. Jesus says we're talking about there were other clothes. That she didn't grab everything. There were still clothes in the closet that she didn't grab yet. And they were telling her she can go and take it. And that's why he was upset. He says, why, why are you saying she can go and take it? So what do we do? So what do we do? Since we don't know what Allah is, so we say, if she grabs it, we don't take it away from her. If she didn't grab it, we don't give it to her. And we wait 12 months, then, then he gives her the get. Why? We give it 12 months. Maybe she'll cool down and she'll take it back. But not more than that. The husband doesn't have to provide for her. They separate. Let her go live herself. Take care of herself. And um, and then we give her 12 months. But after 12 months, if she doesn't change her mind, he gives her a get. Everyone have a wonderful